All right, all right, all right. We are back again. Another episode of Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow, brought to you by Hyphen. I'm your host, Anthony Foster. This is really the joy of my job. Is this, this is the highlight of my job is doing these interviews, man. Really, really, uh, really dope. We got a super special guest. We we uh, we like to go deep. We could go with the we could go with the fluff piece and just find anybody off the street. But we went deep to get a legendary, iconic brother. I'm gassing you up, E. But a legendary, <laughs> iconic brother in the four one four. You all know who he is. You will once he starts talking. But yesterday, today's tomorrow. Yesterday, today, tomorrow's guest is none other than the owner of Gibraltar, world class musician. Rocking the Derby all the time. You know the name. Evan Christian is our guest today on Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow. What's happening? What's happening? What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you here, man. I mean, I, um, we know each other a little bit on the personal tip, but mm-hmm. but I really wanted to uh, talk to you today because I feel like you got a lot. Uh, you're a musician. We haven't done an interview with a musician yet, and uh, you're not just any musician. You're not just a producer, rapper. Or, I mean, you do that too, I'm sure. But um, but uh, you got a deep, deep musical legacy, and we really wanted to tap into that and tap into you and get to know you. And we was talking a little bit before we got into it about how you know it's not a ton of interviews with you out there. It's not a ton. Of, I mean, people can come see you live and perform, and that's the interview right there. That's what they get. But but um, it's dope that you agreed to do this, man. We really appreciate it, bro. Absolutely. I appreciate the support. Let's talk about a little bit about you growing up. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. Before you became, obviously, before you became a musician. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about growing up, where you're from, where you grew up at, that uh, your, back, your early days. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm from the south side of Chicago. I was born uh, 93rd and King Drive, super south. Okay, okay. Uh, we is that came the 773? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Ego. No, no, we came, uh, my family came up here when I was little, and I was pretty much raised on the north side after that. Okay, But okay. Uh, my earliest memories are from Chicago. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, you, uh, where'd you go to school once you got here? Uh, here I went to Engelberg. That was the first school I went to. On 92nd? Yeah, on yeah, 92nd. Man. Okay, uh, okay. Second one was Underwood in Wauwatosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one was, and then I, I got into two twenty program right around then. Okay, yeah. So after that, I went to Rangeline and Me- and Mequon and then Lakeshore. Okay, wow, wow, yeah. that's a uh, nice cross section yeah. of, of the city from uh, West Side to Tulsa to to, yeah. uh, to uh, Mequon area. Yeah, dope, dope. Um, when did you? Uh, so for people that don't know, Evan Christian is a, a magnificent guitarist, just super talented artist. When did you? When did you pick up the guitar the first time? It actually didn't start with the guitar for me. It started with the bass. Oh, wow. Uh, When I was going to school uh, in Mequon, they had a music program in uh, elementary school. Mm. And I found out about it late. They said, oh, you should go down to the music room and pick an instrument. Well, Mm. I was the last one to get there. Wow. (laughs) So the (laughs) violas. Never played an instrument before in your life. Right. Well, no, I mean, I was raised in a house with music. You know, my mother plays organ real well. Okay. So we had a a Hammond in our house when I was little, and that was probably my first instrument. Wow. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, So you, uh, so they said, come, everybody come grab an instrument. Yeah, and I got down there last, and the violas and violins and cellos were all taken. All they had was the bass, the Mm. upright bass. Oh, upright. Upright. Wow. So I was in fourth grade at this point, Mm -hmm. and I said, I'll play that. Okay. So that started off my musical knowledge. I um, we did, you know, classical orchestral music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was really um, impactful on me because I took to it really, really well, and I learned really, really quickly. My teacher said, mm. and I started. It's like my musical 
the musical part of me just kind of started to come alive once I got in that environment. Once you once you got it once you got it in your hands and started playing it. Wow! And yeah. uh, and and as a nine eight nine year old, that upright bass is a serious is. thing. I see why a lot of people ain't gonna pick that first. It's not a shiny trombone or a cute violin. You know, something portable. Um, and the upright bass is a serious. I mean, that's as personally, I always I've always been fascinated with myself. Man. Sure, um, sure. Um, so you started off playing upright bass, and then you d- you slowly developed a love for that. And um, and, right. and and what and so at what point did you you in fourth fifth grade? Then where do you how do you end up in, with the guitar? Well, uh, my family, my mom ended up getting a job working uh, in Washington County, mm, and okay. we had to live out there, obviously. So I moved to Hartford, right from the north side. Wow, what year is this? This <laughs> was uh, I was in. Eighth grade, I think. Ooh, so it's a I, wild time too. Yeah, man. so four years in the orchestra, pretty much by mm-hmm. then. But um, by the time I got out there, uh, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like I was, we was the only black people in the county at that point. I believe you know? that. So the county in the county, I think the, at not, that point, not like the not the city, the, the county, county, bro. <laughs> so I was hanging and he's around, probably, and you're probably right. E, that's what's crazy. Yeah, so it was a new type of experience for me. Um, I was hanging around a bunch of kids that listened to rock music. And I made friends with the musicians right away. Yeah, so the wow. musicians was like, we got a band. You know, you can play the bass already. You should join our band. Wow. And I was like, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. And it was like, we'll show you what to do. So then that went for, to bass guitar to lead guitar after that. I never intended to be a guitar player, to be honest with you. Really? Never. Wow. It just so happened Circumstance. That, yeah, I would find myself at parties, and I would learn, be able to learn songs really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of made sense to me. So when... <laughs> when the girl started to pay attention, I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, I'm doing that's, this." That's the, I was a kid, you know. <laughs> it's inevitable. It's inevitable, bro. Was, yes, yeah, yes, so that's you, dumb. You know how young men are. No question, no question. I was there. I wasn't. I was. I was playing. Uh, I don't even know what I was playing. Records, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, it's a side question. Now, mm-hmm. playing the bass. How does that lead to the guitar? Does that is that an easy transition? Because I mean, they both lead, both string instruments, four or five Shh. strings. Is it a is it an easy transition between the two at that it time? It is. It is. It's not so bad because the bass strings, the first four, the all of the bass strings are part of the guitar. So you have mm. E, A, D, G, B, and E. So it's two E strings. Mm-hmm. The bass is E, A, D, and G. And okay. then so the guitar is just a B and another E. Wow. So for me to go, I already had dexterity in my hands and stuff like that from playing bass for, so, for four years. Five okay, years. yeah. So it wasn't so hard for me to go to guitar after that. It was a little weird in the beginning because... I, ne- I didn't really want to do it, right. but I could do it. And then I started to love it. It was I would get these songs stuck in my head that I like emotionally was attached to. Mm. And then that's what made me play guitar. I would get them stuck in my head and then I would figure them out. Wow. Because they would drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, I mean, and you and you know you're that close to being able to play them because you got the instruments exactly. right there and you know how to play them. So I, I'm sure that's... Exactly. Damn, wow, that's dope, dude. So that's how it and, happened um, for me. So, wow, Evan Christian's first instrument was not the guitar. Well, actually, it was a Hammond B3, which is a super dope instrument. And uh, and then from bass to guitar. So you, um, you in high school at this point, when did you get to the point where you really took off like I'm a guitarist I can write songs I'm performing I'm like when did that or when did you feel that not so much when did you do it but when did you feel like man I can actually I'm playing other people's stuff when can, I can write my own here when did that click in your in your head it started to happen for me late teens um, I started to really just connect to music even more and just open I opened myself up to it up until a certain point 
You know, I never set out to be a professional musician. I, I had a cleaning business, and you know, I did other things. Right, right. Uh, but it just so happened that it started to mean more and more to me, and mm-hmm. then and it was a turn of events that happened that uh, that pushed me into it. And wow. I'm so glad that it happened. I can tell you about it if you want. Yeah, absolutely, like brother. <laughs> yes, the floor is yours. E. So I had a I had a cleaning business, and I was doing windows and commercial cleaning. Right? Mm-hmm. I got a McDonald's account, and um, I was there in the winter one time cleaning the windows. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman that was there that was somebody high up in the franchise, somebody really powerful or that owned a bunch of them or something like that. And this woman said, "Young man, what is what is your story? You're out here doing these windows." I said, "Yeah." She said, how would you like to do all of the windows for all of Milwaukee County? I was like, what? Damn. <laughs> so wow. I got this giant account. Mm-hmm. Right before I could start this account, I got hit. I got in a car accident. I got hit by uh, a drunk driver. Happened to be a fireman. So they hit me with the tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. My car, my car got totaled. My insurance company dropped me. I lost all of my accounts except for one account that's right around the corner from here. I lived in Walker's Point. Okay. So I could walk here. Wow. And that's when I made a decision to just go full time with music. I was like, if ever a time I'm going to do this, it's right now. And I was depressed about, you know, about pivoting like that because yeah. I had worked so hard to get there. Mm-hmm. And you and you finally about to secure this yeah, c- account yeah. that you would probably still yeah. be doing right now. Who exactly. knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. And so. So, wow, that's the, out of tragedy. You know what I mean? Out of yeah. the tragedy of an accident, you found your calling, bro. That's 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 dope, man. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's dope. No, that's how and, it goes uh, sometimes. So, you know. And, uh, and and one thing I'm digging already, man, is this: like you got a you got a, a unique story, and it's not a direct path. It's not like oh, I woke up and I was my parents gave me a guitar when I was four, and I no. was really good by the time I was ten, and now here I am. It's not you know what I mean. It's right. a lot more uh, different directions instead of that linear thing, man. That's that's man, that's amazing. So you lived in the area. You said I'm gonna go full time with this. Yeah. What what was some of the lessons you learned in trying to be a, a full-time musician like to you know to live off of that it started off being able to play places that they would allow me to play for tips mm-hmm. um at the time i was a bouncer at kush there was a bar on the east side mm-hmm. and yeah shout and out to kush shout yeah, out to bill kush. and bob <laughs> exactly yes yes um sundays <laughs> they used to have their service industry day and somehow we got on the on the subject of me being a musician and him and robert was like you should come in and audition mm-hmm. and i was like oh for real so I came in there with my trio, and, we, and they liked it so much that they put me on on Sundays. Wow. So that's really how I got a chance to meet a lot of these people in the service industry because they would all come there. Yeah, service industry now used to be a thing. Uh, Kush, Kush's yeah. was really dope on Sunday, and uh, it was like a, a hi-hat garage. Right. Kush, it was like a whole uh, right, right. trinity of places you could go. Wow, that's crazy. Shout out to Kush. Man, so you you played for tips. You went from being a bouncer there to being a, the actual performer, and then right. that was your, how you extended your network to be able to play at different places in service industry, all the exactly. people different venues. That's dope. That is dope. We was too loud, you know, like it was bad in the beginning, but but I learned, to be honest with you, most of what I've learned has been on stage. Yeah. So if I make a you know a mistake, an egregious <laughs> mistake on stage, I ain't gonna never do it again. You know, because <laughs> right. it's embarrassing. That's the one place that like, <laughs> you, know, you can't practice on stage now. But right. I but I feel you though. That's and I mean, you know, my limited, uh, you know, I used to do music back in the day, and, and ain't nothing, I mean, and I'm saying it's from a super low key. I mean, I was by no means out here like that, but I mean, I understand them getting up there and doing it is hard enough. But oh, then yeah. when you, you know, if you have a mistake or an issue, you definitely 
don't want to head down that path because I mean it's your li- it was your livelihood at that point. You absolutely. Know what I mean? So absolutely. All right, so we're gonna fast forward a bunch, man. We gotta we gotta we're gonna get into the meat of it a little bit. But tell us a little bit about Gibraltar. I know this is the second incarnation of Gibraltar. It just mm-hmm. opened right around Summerfest. I was there on the grand opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, super nice place, man. My guy Kumez was spinning. I mean, it's a it's a vibe, dude. It's definitely a vibe. So Thank you. tell us a little bit about Gibraltar and what you're doing right now. Well, in this location, I intend to start a tapas program. Mm. Uh, this is something different than before the last location. I w- wasn't able to support that. Mm-hmm. But I was excited about this one because I want to, you know, dip my foot into the food the food industry. Okay. When it's not going to be a major program, we're just giving people little things every time they get a drink. Okay. Whether it's chips or nuts or, yeah, you know, yeah. the things that we have and that we can offer, we're willing to share them with them. Okay, nice. But if it's a certain dish... Uh, then they can that they like. Then they can get a larger portion from them and their friends. It's really simple. Wow, yeah. like a uh, 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 appetite of a moose bouche is what it's called. Yeah, uh, in exactly. The service industry people know that one. Um, yeah, when I was in there, man, we had some pizza puffs, man. I mean, yeah. it was, oh, <laughs> they yeah. was cracking, bro, <laughs> cracking. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's a unique, it's a unique setup, man. And um, and I see, you know, we've social media uh, people out here, and I see you. I seen you performing in there. I see you always got a nice lineup. Shout out to Mosh Wad, a homie. Sure. Um, I saw a nice video of you and another gentleman playing, man. It's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful setup, man. Definitely yeah. check it out, y'all. For <laughs> Appreciate it. There's no live music places in the third ward, and I'm just grateful. You know, I, I, that place that I used to clean 20, 25 years ago was in the third ward. Nobody knew this, but at the time, it was called Sauce. And I used to think to myself mm. when I was cleaning the floors, I would love to have a place in this neighborhood one day. Wow. And that was like the, one of the first places. Yeah, that's in the a, neighborhood. Ooh, that's that was the nicest place. Super old. Yeah, I, 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 so. I vaguely remember hearing about I mean, it's, it's ringing a bell to me, but yeah, so I mean, 20, a, years, 20 years ago in the Third Ward was, I mean, it was built up, but not nearly like it is now. Right. You know? It was in there, though. The dream was in there the mm-hmm. whole time. So when the place came open, I, I moved on it. That's dope. And uh, now it's, I'm just, you know, it's like I'm drawing a circle around myself. And I'm trying to take care of the people in that circle as best I can, whether mm. it be music, whether it be with snacks. That's um, tough, bro. However I can. But the the bar is really uh, a way for me to do that and mm. to try and make people happy with entertainment Man. and giving them an environment that they can appreciate that's safe. So we're going to get into Evan Christian as a youth. Tell us a little bit about the music you were listening to. Well, I really have uh, my mom to thank. Mm. Uh, my mom was always playing really good music around the house and it was really varied music and the times when I was with my father he played really good music too mm-hmm. he actually was in radio right? so right. he was paid to choose good music to play for his stations you That's know. Dope. But, That's dope. but my mom him and my mom had that connection mm-hmm. and the musical connection so and for me I grew up listening to classical music Phantom of the Opera uh, George Benson um, Michael McDonald, mm. Patty Austin, mm. um, you name it. <laughs> wow. She had really, really good taste in music. She that, has great taste in music. I was about music. to say, that is, that's so, a nice palette. Of, Quincy uh, Jones, a lot of Quincy Jones, mm. uh, a lot of Donny Hathaway, things like that. Right on, right on. Um, some of the, you know, the soul legends. Yeah. Uh, that was, But at that point in time, when we was little dudes, they was actually around making albums like the Beyonce's and the Kendrick's or whatever today. So, exactly. so we weren't living, we weren't looking back at it. We was actually looking ahead to or living in that moment you know right um i saw george it's a crazy story i saw george benson this was probably like 13 14 years ago i always based it off of my daughter's 15 and she was a baby so we was i'm walking down wisconsin avenue 
and George Benson was walking towards me by himself. What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody knew who this guy was, and I'm like, bro, this is George Benson, bro. Yeah. <laughs> walking, just walking down the streets of Milwaukee, man. And I stopped and said, "What's up?" to him like a super hype, overhyped fan, and he was kind of like, "Chill out a little bit." But once, once yeah. he did, I was like, "Man, this is this is amazing to see you out here." And he was playing the show that night and invited me. I didn't go, but I mean, it's just uh, just show you like these artists. It's not always about fame and, and, and some of these numbers. It's just about build, being a musician, you Absolutely. know what I mean, for, for a career, for a lifetime. And it's, it's people that support that. And I'm sure you can relate to that a little bit, too, because you are, you know, you're a musician that a lot of us know and, and, and follow and see you out here. But, you know, you ain't, you know, you, you don't purport yourself as like, look at me or come to my show. I oh, mean, no. I, I never got that from you. No, you know what I mean? Man, Every time way. I seen you, it's like, you know, humble in a in a in a not a hiding way, but like we're just humble dude, man. So shout out, shout out to you for that. I shout out to George that. Benson, super dope. Yeah. I just took it on a tangent. But I always love to tell that story because I was like, it blew my mind. You know, no, nobody knows this guy, but nah, but he's one of the best living guitar players on earth, and he's been that dude, you know, pretty much the whole time since mm-hmm. he's been famous. So you got to give him his props. His props you know, there's nobody right. like him. So you um you know you you said your your dad and your mom definitely influenced you with music and, and classical music. When you started playing an instrument, did you gravitate to classical music or was it? I think that a lot of the reason that I'm a flamenco player now, uh, that's one of the things that I do is because of classical music because it's really the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was learning music and growing up, I was listening to these pieces and you know I was hearing them a certain kind of way mm-hmm. and I always leaned towards. Uh, the arrangements they always made me feel something even as a kid mm, i would have yeah. these reactions to these these arrangements and these music so That's so wild. i think that classical music has a lot to do with my foundation but there's a lot of other things in there too right on right mm-hmm. on and that's um you know for us, you know, us uh, black black brothers in the hood or you know wherever, you know what i mean? That's not something that you know what i mean? It, it don't just naturally come across the radar. So that those type of things is sometimes the difference in you know what I mean? And, right. and shaping your stuff when you're looking at music in a different way as opposed to the same influences that everybody else has. That classical music is, and like you said, flamenco, it's a lot of similarities in Absolutely. there. Absolutely, know? yeah. So you, you listen to all of this music from your parents' influences and things around the house, and the radio was huge, a lot sure. bigger than it is right now back then. When you first got an opportunity to buy some music, you know, you got a few dollars or whatever. Back then, you could get a cassette single for two ninety nine. I know we dating ourselves all through this, but that's what we're here for. Um, so so um, what, when you first were able to buy music, what are some of the things you... Did you say, "Oh man, I want this album. Let me get some money to buy it"? Or how did? What are you? What are your early memories of purchasing music? It was a. It was a gig. I had gotten to the point where um, I could play well enough that they started asking me to play at like Barnes and Nobles and stuff like that. Oh wow! Okay. So I did a gig at Barnes and Nobles in Fox Point or mm-hmm. Bayside. Okay, yeah. Uh, and they they paid me a little bit of money, and then they said, "You can. We'll give you credit to oh, okay. be able to buy some CDs or whatever." Oh, okay. So I went and I bought like a flamenco box set mm. I had it was like three three flamenco discs that I had never heard that music before and it wow. really that changed me after I listened to that wow. but in addition to that I got you know some prints and mm. I think I got uh I got <laughs> maybe some uh some Sade or something okay, like that yeah, man. you yes, know yes. and like a Pearl Jam CD and that yeah, was it yeah I love know? Pearl Jam shout out to Pearl Jam yeah. man, uh second 10 that was yeah. that no the second album is 10, nice. Super 10 is, is 10 is the debut with Jeremy and uh uh 
Can't think of none of the other cousins, yeah. but I remember Black, it. Black, Jeremy, uh, even Flow, all even of Flo, yeah. yeah, Black, yes, yeah. man, yes, dude. Um, I was living in Madison when their second CD came out, and uh, I think that was like the first album to go like platinum in a week yeah. or something like that, you know what I mean? Which happened a few times. And it's all rappers, by the way, after that, Eminem and like Jay-Z or something like that, but... But um, and and that's dope. I, I really respect that because I kind of I kind of got a, a similar. I'm similar too. Like I grew up listening to a lot of music that wasn't quote black music. Sure, you know what I mean? Because sure. of my mom. I remember my mom's imitating Mick Jagger, and I was like, "What? That's a white guy." You know what I mean? Right, right. But those connections is you know stay with us forever, man. They you do. Know? Um. So you bought a flamenco box set. So you had never no. played. Uh, any flamenco music before? No, and it messed me up so bad, man. And, yeah. You know, I, was, I started listening to this music and I started reacting. But the hairs on my arm was standing up. Mm -hmm. and my heart started beating faster. Wow. And you know these things don't happen. I felt some sort of bizarre connection to it, mm -hmm. and I was obsessed with it to the point where, you know, I ended up buying a one-way ticket to Spain, man, and changing my whole life. One way. Some some years later, I, I I changed my whole life to go learn that music. Wow. So that since then. It's been on a certain path. I've been on a certain path, but it, had that not happened, my whole life would be different right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Wow. Not that's better or worse, heavy. but you know, but that's what happened. So you said, I'm a man. I'm into this to the point where I'm gonna go to the source, and with no plans of coming, I'm not going for a month. I'm not going to do this. I'm going there to 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 immerse right. myself in the music and the culture and, and all of that. There was nobody here that could teach me that, and I saw a video one time. What really pushed me over the edge was I saw. So back before YouTube, mm -hmm. all of the musicians used to, we used to have VHS tapes that we would overdub of performances, right? For sure. That would inspire us and keep us, make us want to go home and practice. Mm -hmm. My drummer gave me one of these. So we would trade them amongst each other. My drummer gave me this VHS tape that had the Latin, gra Spanish Grammys. Okay. And uh, it was a flamenco, one of the best flamenco players in the world with a dancer. And I was watching this performance. And I couldn't believe what I was see, like hearing versus what I saw, mm. because on the on the disc that I bought from Barnes and Nobles, I couldn't see him playing. Okay, so yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's ten people playing," you know. Oh. It was one dude playing, and it sounded like four people, and I just couldn't believe it. It messed me up so bad. I kept rewinding Jeez. it, looking at his hands, like mm. that's impossible. But it's not impossible. It's just certain tricks, you know. Wow. That and you and you did that you didn't know it. No, that point, I didn't honestly. know at the time. So I had like four hundred dollars in my account. Mm. I looked up. Plane ticket to Madrid on Priceline. Ticket came up. They had a special. It was like three hundred dollars. It's like three seventy nine with tax. <laughs> bro, you. I didn't have no passport. You, nothing. EC, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I was like, I'm leaving in a month and a half. I didn't have no money. Like, Damn. I just went. I was like, if I don't jump right now, you, I'm never gonna do it. Now is the time for me to do it. If I'm gonna do it, if I don't do it, well then I don't do it. But right, right. I'm not gonna let this opportunity pass. I'm kind of like that. You yeah, know? no, that's so. that's a, incredible, man. And and uh, to be inspired like that from music, you know what I mean? We people are inspired because you know a job or maybe a boyfriend, girlfriend, or something like that. Maybe I'm gonna travel and and all this stuff will come secondly. But you went there with the sole purpose, like this has to happen. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have an exit plan, you know. Right, right, I, man. So. <laughs> My man said I didn't have a passport or nothing. None of that. What what year is this roughly? I was uh, 28, so this was uh, 2000. Uh, from 46 now, what? 18 and, years ago, yeah. 2002, 2003. Yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah. pre YouTube. This uh, these platforms you gonna hear or see this on didn't exist. You right. know what I mean? So it was really a leap of faith, man. Um, 
And and how long did you? I mean, what? Tell us, man. That's dope. T- tell us a little more about the time you spent in Spain and, w- and what that was like, bro. Man, and I why? Was... Why did you come back, bro? No, I'm tripping, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what it, what it was like landing there. What the vibe was like? Did you have any any friends? Anything? Any connections? No, I had a couple friends that I had met through MySpace that was fans of my music by then. Mm-hmm. That was sprinkled throughout Europe, you know. So they was okay. like, when you come to Europe, let me know. Right on. But uh, when I went to Spain, I really didn't know nobody. And uh, I was homeless. Like, first time I slept outside was in Spain, was in Madrid. Wow. Wow. So Madrid is, is a pretty big city, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, very Spanish. I didn't speak Spanish. Um, I didn't really have a place. So I had to use, become the type of person that could thrive in that environment mm-hmm. and accomplish my goals and take care of myself. I think that's probably one of the biggest, most important things that I learned from doing that. I know that I can make it. Even mm. in hard circumstances, I had to, some of the hurdles that I had to jump over there with nobody watching really right. no. taught me that you can do it. You just have to be strong enough to try it and you have to believe in yourself because there's going to be a ton of people that tell you that you can't. And even while you're doing it, it's going to be people telling you that you can't. Right. Yeah. But you still can do it. And that's when I really learned that when I went over there by myself, you know, Ooh. nobody there with me to... To sway you, know? you or no. or gauge how you doing, like you was you was li- literally in it, man. Salute so, to that, man. I, I hope y'all is absorbing this at home. That's a heavy, uh, you know, because like I'm saying, people people had this kind of ambition, but it's not always it's not rooted in music. You right. know what I'm saying? It's rooted in a career, or I'm gonna try to. It's always about money or something. Like I'm trying yeah. to be find that. You know, it's about money for a lot of these things. So going there like that, man, and that point and that. Time in your life, you pushed almost 30, and at that time in our history, I mean, we didn't have, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's not like it is right now where you had these resources where you could find out what places you could play oh, and all man, of that. You no, just literally that. get off and almost like, yeah. and you, ain't, you can't speak the language, like, that's heavy, bro. That's bro, the heavy, cab driver man. got me for 97 euros. For a ride that was supposed to be for 19, I was like, "Oh man, welcome to Madrid." Welcome, bro. Like I, I came here with with very limited funds as it is, and they got me. But dude drove around like he didn't know what he was doing. Right, like man. Hours, no love, man. Damn, bro. Y'all, we lucky we got some of these uh, YouTube and these trip advisors and all this kind of yeah. stuff now, man. That's heavy, man. And and I and I felt like I had heard. You know, I knew you. I remember when I first. Remember hearing your name? It was like, yeah, he's from Spain. He played in Spain, and I was, you know, that was. And now that you're back here, to a lot of people, that's a a major uh, feather in your cap. You know what I mean? They don't know the, might not know the backstory about sure. how how you went there and what you did when you was there, but a lot of people know that and respect that, and it comes out in your music too. I, I appreciate mean, that man. very much. Milwaukee's been good to me in that regard. In my, yeah, man. the whole time. Yes, yeah. man. I seen you at uh, uh, Saint Kate. Had it just rocking, bro. You know what I mean? So, so I'm a huge fan, as you know. But um. Okay, so cool. So let's talk a little bit about some of the music that you really just, some of your artists that you just go, your go-tos, you know what I mean? Like your style. I mean, we, you know, we, you, we established that you're clearly a huge fan of the guitar and flamenco music, but, but um, talk a little bit about, you know, you, you, you out here kicking it. You want to, you know what I mean? What are you, what are you listening to? What are some of your go-tos? What are some of your go-to songs, genres, uh, artists, you know, as an adult, you know, the adult Evan Christian back from Spain, Evan Christian, you know what I mean? <laughs> Man, I, um, I've had the, the privilege of being around people that have put me on to some really, really good music that I probably wouldn't have listened to, mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't for them, right on. but I'm a huge Radiohead fan. 
Okay, yeah, huge, man. Yes, huge radio yes, head, yes, man. I yes. take a lot. I get a lot from them. I really admire their approach mm. and their run that they've had pretty mm. much on parallel. Yes, man. Uh, Led Zeppelin is a big thing for me. Um, I like most Def. He's probably my favorite MC. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. On the flip. Uh, just in Chicago, July 2nd. Should have came to Milwaukee, but we, yeah. we'll talk about that some other time. But yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I'm a, Like I said, my mom used to play. I'm a big Donny Hathaway fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Uh, but probably above all, like Prince and Hendrix. Prince and Jimmy. I yeah, still man. listen to this stuff. I was listening to Jimi Hendrix in the bar mm. uh, yesterday, and he did something during one of them songs where I was just, and I've been playing for 20 years. Right. And I, I was like, what did he just, what, right. what in the world is it? And every time I listen to his music, he was playing like that as a kid, mm-hmm. which I mean, is just unfathomable. To, like, you know, right. he, he was younger than you right. when you went to Spain. He was already, you know, he didn't live that long. Playing know? like that, though, I mean, that is just, uh, to me, it's still unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I just can't even believe that a kid can play like that, you know? And but, he was playing the gu- guitar, was backwards or upside down or something initially? Because he he's a lefty, lefty, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he had a guitar strung. Uh, it was upside down in the sense that, you know, he flipped it around and then restrung it. Okay, okay. So all I of the see. controls was like on the opposite side of where they were supposed to be, but that allowed him to do some crazy stuff. Right, man. You know? That's all and and self taught kind of thing. You know, that's yeah. it seemed like those are, you know, in, in a lot of industries, self taught people, you know, like uh like Jimmy and uh I always hear like uh Quentin Tarantino didn't never went to film school, you know what I mean? Yeah, some just of these did people it. that just influenced us so much, man. Yeah. And and uh I, I I was always a huge fan of Jimmy. Let's just like periphery, like you know, like everybody else. Oh, Jimmy, you know the uh, uh, the big hits. You know what I mean. But as I got older, I appreciated it even more. The Nat Star Spangled Banner and and uh, we pl- uh, we play some funky stuff of his. He got some funky records, oh, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Little Wing, super dope, but. Um, and you a huge Prince fan too? Huge, huge yeah, man. Huge. So I noticed, I, I noticed a theme in those artists you just said. Great guitar players, man. Man, uh, Led Zeppelin, yeah. um, Jimmy Page, right? Um, and the first band you said was Radiohead, uh, Radiohead Johnny the, Greenwood, Johnny Greenwood, yes, yeah. and Tom York too. Yep. And uh, um, yeah, man, I, I'm a huge. Uh, I was just talking to one of my guys over the weekend about Radiohead and how they put that. <clears throat> They put that album out for free. Oh, At man, the they, height of their career, they put out a f- album for free. And that literally is what changed the way the whole music industry, like, st- we had to stream. I think streaming came from that concept. If the biggest act in the world can put out an album for free, we can't get any money off of that. So let's figure out a way to monetize that. You know what I mean? You know what blows me away about that? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they said, oh, why don't you just, you know, if you would like to contribute, why don't you just contribute what you think it's worth? <laughs> and do you know how much money they made? I would assume um, the, pe- the the balance, you know what I mean? The people that want to pay $3,000 for this versus the seven or eight that want it for free, it's, it's, I mean, it's brilliant, man. From consumer straight to art, like mm-hmm. straight to the per- to the to the public. Yep, yep. They didn't have to split the money with nobody. And, you know, and I think that's brilliant. That's amazing, right. dude. For, and the big, and we talking about the biggest band in the world exactly. at that point in time. You know, not not a, a up and coming or or somebody on the way down. I mean, they was. And, and the album was dope. It was it on is. top of that. You could tell it wasn't like a throwaway kind of thing. You know? Right, right. And um, and and uh, um, real. It's a real enterprise, and I'm sure as a musician, it's probably real, uh, real. You know, cathartic. Maybe I don't. Maybe that's not the word. But like, you know what I mean. Real liberating to know that it's a way to do this without always trying to think about the dollar and putting out an album and and tour. You know what I mean. The typical cycle album, tour. Hopefully, we make some money. Do it again, kind of thing. You know. 
Yeah, see, the thing is, you know, the business has changed so much within the last even 20, 30 years mm -hmm. that that model that you're referring to that everybody knows, it's just, yeah, that's what you do, but most of the time they're compelled to do that because of the contracts that they sign. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm pretty adamant on for myself, maintaining uh, my freedom. You're independent. They independent. have to go when their label says go tour. They have to go. Oh yeah. You know, and they have to do it the way that they say, and they have to do it at the frequency. You know, that's mm -hmm. what it is. You gotta pay and pay them back. Exactly. And all of that. You know. So, I don't. I think that for each artist is different. There's a lot of artists that love the security of a label, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, for the type of person that I am, I just prefer to do myself. Right. To do man. it myself. I've gotten by, and even thrived. Yeah, without man. a label, so I don't. I don't think there's really anything. Yeah, man. Me I mean, and it's out. not. It's not for everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, depending on the, depending on what your goal, what your end game is, too. You know. Right. Um. You write. You you write songs. Obviously, what's mm -hmm. your what's your writing process like when you put in crafting songs? Do you do you have a space in the crib, or is it just like writing on napkins? When I, you know, what's your? Do you have a? Is there a process, or is it all inspiration? You know. No. Um. It's not all inspiration. Sometimes that happens. Where you know you get it's almost like you get some down some bizarro download that where it's already done you know mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah that happens sometimes okay. but for the most part it doesn't happen all the time mm -hmm. so the work comes in when is when you get a lyric and then you build a song around it mm -hmm. you know you start off and then it you make it into something as opposed to waiting for it to come as something that right already it's a ton of work involved and it's and there's formulas to it and it's and if you study hits hit songs mm. it seems that people respond to certain types of songs a certain type of oh, way yeah. it's, so it's, it's an art form it's a, form, it's, it's a formula mm -hmm. but at the same time it's a it's creative but it is a formula to right. to the big to you know not even hits but like great songs you know what i mean the way they're written and the structure and all of that and a lot of times my songs i'll come up with songs on stage like i'll come up with ideas when i'm doing it okay uh, or if I sit down and I have a goal in mind as to, okay, I wanna you know, work the muscle and I wanna write, see if I can write three songs in a week, mm. I can do it. Yeah. But okay. sometimes it'll come out as nine. Right. So, <laughs> that's, you know. That's how it is, yeah. You catch you, that I wave mean, and you, you, don't, you get stop. off you at the end, stop. you know, yeah. right. That's, right. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I uh, we I play a song of yours, Lovers Be, all the time. Oh, uh, man, you remember that song? Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, the, my homies, the Rusty Peas, uh, you know, we play Frequency all the time, man. That I was love fun. It. I, I love, love those love dudes. It. That yeah. was a fun time. Yeah, man, I saw y'all perform at, uh, at Collectivo Back Room years ago, you yeah. know what I mean? Back, um, um, so, I mean, it's dope that you got a connection, that you you a great collaborator as well as a solo act, you I know? I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Man, okay, so let's let's, uh, <laughs> bro. This is just so engaging. It's, it's dope for me, man, to learn learn about this. Um, so tell us a little bit about some artists, some musicians, people, you, even people you may know that that you feel could you know are uh, the future, or not even not necessarily a young person in the future, but some artists that you hold dear to your heart that you think we you could recommend. I guess is the best way to describe for our listeners and supporters out there, or um, not necessarily artists, but maybe styles or different. You know. What do you what do you think about the future of music? Where it's headed from your perspective? I think that the it's never going to go out of the music industry is headed in a certain direction, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's ever going to go out of style having a human being with a one instrument that's very simple mm -hmm. um, and expressing themselves just voice and instrument. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that artists in the future, as and the ones now that focus on on being able to entertain people like that, if it comes down to it, those are the ones that are gonna last. Mm -hmm. If you don't need a bunch of gimmicks and things like that for your show, 
Like you can have those things, sure, but mm-hmm. if if the power goes out, you still got to get it done, you know. Right. <laughs> and the best sure. people that I've seen around the world have been able to get it done with very very little. Mm. So that's the standard that I hold myself to, and moving forward, uh, in terms of the music industry, those are the types of artists that I pay close attention to. For sure, you know for the sure, ones man. that if you take everything, all Strip the stuff all away, the whistles, they can man. still do it, and no, they sound amazing. No question, man. You know, no question. I mean, you know. Um, um, if you think of some of the biggest artists in the world, I mean the big ones, uh, Beyonce, Taylor, yeah. Adele, they can they can do that with just a guitar. That's you know right. what I mean? They got all of the accoutrements and all of that. But I'm sure Taylor Swift would come in the room and, and perform. I mean that's how artists like her start. Everybody started at the end like that before they got with these record labels or things like that. You know? Right. Um, I think people will always be able to appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I no agree. matter what. I happens. agree, man. It's um, it's you know, it's all. I mean, you know, it's all about emotion and a, and some and a and a and a, a energy that you create. Like I talked about when I saw you at St. Kate. I mean, I seen other performers there, but it was just a different. And I seen guitarists play. You know, and jazz musicians play there. But I mean, maybe it's because I know you, dog. You know, what I'm saying you my guy. But <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, man, it was. It's just a different a different vibe, man. You know, and uh, and and you can you, that vibe will work in Milwaukee and Cincinnati and Helsinki. Anywhere, you know what I mean. So, so I appreciate that, dope. man. That's I, dope. I had to when I was living in Spain. I, I uh, it was t- six years more or less mm-hmm. total. But I drove. I bought a car and I drove from Spain to Croatia and back. Oh wow! And I, and I ran out of money by when I, by the time I got to France. So, <laughs> right. that's I'm a, serious, man. How, like, that's how, how from Croatia and Spain? That's a nice. No, it's, it's that's a nice. Cross, that's like from New York to Cali exactly. type thing, right? It took a while, um, and mm-hmm. I was busking to survive. Okay. I had wow. a couple shows booked, but for the most part, I would pull up and and I would play wherever I could. And if I could sell a CD, you know, I could eat for two days. Wow. And maybe get to the next place. So my set, I learned the things that I do in my set. I had I learned the hard way out of necessity. You know, <laughs> right? Like you trying to right. eat literally hand to mouth. Like literally, right now, you know? literally, like had had to do it to survive. Jeez, I didn't man. necessarily want to all the time, but right. but that's what I had, so that's what I did. You know? And you and you took that. I mean, that's man, dude. This is that's inspirational stuff. Musicians, all the musicians listening out there. It's, it's not. I mean, my man was doing this in in a pre-internet using a, a map, probably yeah, <laughs> like man. legit a legit yeah. map in his car yeah. for real, getting around, man. Yeah, um, that is really dope. We appreciate you, E, man. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Thanks for having me. This has been another edition of Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow with my man, Evan Christian. Make sure y'all follow us on at hyphen.org. Make sure you follow my man at Gibraltar, M-K-E. Thank y'all for listening, and we will see y'all in about a month. Peace. Peace.